When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You're listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast. And I've got Damien Harris with me this morning. How are you, doing? Hey, hello. Very good, Al. Thank you very much. Very good. On this fine Saturday morning. Yes, it's... Um, well, I can't tell. I'm in a dark, grimy studio. So, uh, apparently, you the birds are, are singing. Studio. As ever, the only thing that is lit is the top of your ball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, again... I should get on top of, really, shouldn't I? But uh, seeing as you bring it up every time. Get a syrup of figs, my friend, for the podcast. And Ty Papula is with us. Hey, T. Morning, Al. How are you? I'm good, mate. What's on the what's on the hat this morning? Uh, today's hat. Well, it's September, so as you know, it's September's corduroy season. So I've um, switched to a. Is new, it? Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's. I'm in autumnal colours. I've got um, um, fresh orange, and it says originators of the true fitted. Uh, cap and it's a new era baseball cap again uh, since 1920 it says but it's, it's the, the main thing about today's one is that it's in corduroy because it's corduroy season okay um, and uh, this podcast has been it, it, it's, it's quite early and the coffee's going because I was up till 3.30 inhaling Justified I'm on season 6 which is why only reason why I can talk about it today because um, otherwise some there'll be spoilers by Tuesday when this comes out but um I would have seen it all by then, but can I just recommend it as up there? It's, my, it's now my number four after um, after the Shield, um, Sopranos, and obviously the Wire. But it's that good, and it's really relevant to your interest. So that's what I've been doing. And the voice is justified. Than usual. Justified. Walton Goggins, Timothy Olyphant yes. is my uh, is my uh, silver screen tip. Um, once you've done watching uh, the exploding clown car. Up the road, which is which is also on Amazon Prime. <laughs> is it? I haven't watched any of uh, All or Nothing. I was rather hoping that you two might be able to fill me in on some of the gems within. It's really yes. well. You go, Dee, because I keep. I've tried to watch it twice now, and just watching him mug into the camera like that is is ridiculous. And is Mourinho? It's that? the, the Mourinho, Mourinho yeah. show. It is the Mourinho right. show, and the one bit I saw is like <laughs> Harry Kane is like making uh i mean it, yeah it's, it's terrible he's terrible in it i can't watch it you 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 do it d it, well the the acting it is the Mourinho show i watched um <laughs> reviewing it like a drama now yeah <laughs> so it's not really it's not really fly on the wall i mean is it a bit like do, do they do bits the camera like david brent in the office <laughs> there's some bits like that there's some bits so things like so i watched first episode and a bit because uh, I had to, they do, do did do a cliffhanger because his first game was away at West Ham, and I couldn't remember what happened, um, and so and then so it cliffhanged on 
they go 2-0 up. Or, or I think they come out. Yeah, they just sort of go. <laughs> They're really clutching at straws here. <laughs> That's uh, a cliffhanger. Yeah, how, did, how did they get on against West Ham? <laughs> <laughs> away. But they had one We're away. Looking for, for the opening episode, we need the key point, the big moment of the season to really get people to come back for two. <laughs> I know what it is. How do we get on at West Ham? <laughs> well, I mean, you never thought that you'd be <laughs> yearning for the... You never thought you'd be yearning for, like, you know, the kit man in the Man City one. Or, I mean, it makes, like, Harry Kane makes Lee Catamole look like, you know, Marlon Brando or something. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind <laughs> he's, of... not the, he's not the best <laughs> actor. Um, also, the other funny thing on, um, you know, on Amazon Prime, when you pause it, you get whoever is in the picture. Oh, the X-ray so you, stuff. You get yeah. what, yeah, what actor is and the actor's name and maybe oh, what right, songs okay, it's yeah. playing. And it all just goes, Harry Kane, self. <laughs> uh, uh, Jose Mourinho, self. Ellie <laughs> Ellie, and uh, which is sort of quite yeah, Harry Kane. Time to move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did. I did say we should try um, at some point if you can bring yourself. I think the only way to watch it would be if we did it, you know, as a watch along with like a sort of key, like El Presidente box, basically, where we just train a camera and a microphone yeah i was messaged that idea although i must say i do think that it's a it's one of those ideas that sounds all right and then when it came to us how could you sit there and look at these idiots i can't i can't it's it's appalling with with the suspense with the suspense removed from the season as well Especially, now I'm going to look at what happened in the West Ham game. (laughs) Well, exactly. Well, that was a good thing about that was a good thing about the Sunderland one. I'm going to tell you, you you're working for Amazon Prime. The good, the good thing about the Sunderland one was that there was enough sort of, there's enough that I couldn't remember. You know, obviously, you know, them being in um, Div One. Um, at the time, there was enough that I couldn't remember for it to, for there to be at least a bit of jeopardy, at least a bit of suspense. What I do know is that Spurs had a mediocre season and celebrated coming sixth. So after that, I'm not quite sure what there is to stay for apart from um, no. The Sunderland one was out. immense, really, wasn't it? It's because fantastic. there they were relegated to the Championship, talking about bouncing back to the Premier League, and they went down to League One. I mean, that really it was that was scripted by Newcastle United. <laughs> <laughs> Writers' room. Well, yeah, it does. Really. There was one question that we did ask this week on um, um on, on the other Arsenal pod that I'm involved in, the Handbrake Off. We did ask, and I'd like to ask you guys as well: which Arsenal season would you suggest that we had um, done for an all or nothing from from anyone in the past? Oh well, it would have to be '89, <laughs> wouldn't it? How could it not be? Would it, it work behind the scenes as well? Yeah, that would work. That's a good shout. Um, yeah, yeah. anywhere we've been really successful <laughs> would be would be my answer because that's that's the thing. I mean, you are. I was. But it's been it. done in a way, isn't it? It's done retrospectively with that rather brilliant '89 documentary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you, you all the way through, you are going there, but for the grace of God, go us. And <laughs> yeah. you know, you're just going. Yeah, thank God. You know, we're not doing it as well. No, never no. do that. Never Back do that. Uh, club. It, oh, it, there are some interesting bits. There's some interesting bits about the running of a club. When Mourinho comes in, he has one of his um, stormtroopers comes in and talks to him in Portuguese. Uh, in the manager's office and he sort of gives a little report on sort of like the gossip in the dressing room 
Um, Suzoko is very strong and very big presence, uh, which Mourinho is quite interested in. Um, he's talking about Kane as a quiet leader. Um, yeah, and it, and then the sort of fly on the wall bits. How, where do, you, ha- how do you say in Portuguese? He's no Tony Adams. Tony Adams. Sorry, we can edit that out. Um, so, <clears throat> so when they do the fly on the wall, can you imagine your first interview? With, you know, the first time you go in to see your new boss. Uh, who's quite a presence and there's cameras there and you're acting and you you know that's the bit that you just I wouldn't be surprised if that's why he took the job Mourinho I I really wouldn't he he loves it he He knew this was coming right yeah Um, I like I think one of their only players who I don't mind, not least because he's got the song Going Loco for Musa Sissoko (laughs) is that because um, do you remember uh, when we played them at our place, uh, whenever last time we were there, I think it was the ball fell to him in the eighty seventh minute, and you couldn't have wanted it to go to anyone else in the box. Clear, clear chance, and he leant <laughs> leant back and kicked it so far into the into the oh yes uh, up, up to the roof basically. Um, so he's he's kind of one of the I, I want him out of there, you know, in the same way that. Um, I quite enjoy him as a person, as a footballer. So I kind of. Want I know him you're always a big Christian Eriksen fan, and uh, and I'm reading this week that he's unhappy at wherever he went to. Was it Inter? Yeah, yeah. And that they might offload him. Yeah. Did that get your uh, ears pricked up, T? Did you get a little twitch in the loins there at the thought of Christian Eriksen being on the transfer market? I feel like my work was done getting him out of the country, first of all. <laughs> um, so after that, anything is a bonus. Little I part love... X with Mesut Ozil. Yeah, well, oh, I, no, I do like... We've missed, the be- we've missed the best of him, basically. But um, I was kind of hoping that he'd have a more kind of Modric trajectory because Modric is another one who I sort of... Who, who, you, who you could actually enjoy once he went and bettered himself. Um, but yeah, Ericsson's a lovely Ericsson's a lovely player, but um, we've got Sabios now again. So who needs... Who needs, who needs yeah, Sabios has signed up for another year. I mean, it's bizarre, isn't it? They have to do, do another fee, arrange another transfer. He has to do another medical. And it's always it's bizarre when he feels like he's your player. But I don't know what the deal is with Real Madrid. I don't know if we get an option to buy at the end. I presume not. I'm a bit surprised that they didn't want to take him back. But well, it's, a, it's an issue with Zidane, isn't it? Basically, he, him, and Zidane def- don't get on, and that was a that was a, one of the reasons why um, we we got him in the first place. Um, I'm pleased about it. I mean, apart from the quarantine situation, because Spain's still on the. Spain's still on the bad list, so he's probably sitting in a biosecure bubble now. But it's a good, it's a good signing coming back. He finished the season well. Arteta loves him. He loves Arteta. Are you pleased about it, D? Are you yes. a Danny fan? Yes, very good. Uh, I mean, he did waver, didn't he? He had that stunning game, sort of quite early. We all hailed him as the new, the second coming, and then he went a bit quiet for a while. But I, well, he that, missed a lot of games through injury, didn't he? Yes, he did. No, I'm very. I, he's one of the few players that we've got that sort of. Trixie can turn sort of Jack is quite sort of one dimensional yeah he can sort of see see pass pass uh, and he's very one 
Danny can sort of tricks around a bit like the way Santi did. He can, you know, change direction very easily. I think he's very important for that. And we were a bit looking a bit lightweight. We were saying last week that we've got El Nenny back, played very well against Liverpool in the very Community well, Shield. Torreira, we don't know whether he's coming or going. Xhaka, as you say, is a bit limited. And we were a bit light in the centre of midfield. So I thought Sibias was our best midfielder in the in the semi-final and final of the FA Cup against top opposition. I thought he played really, really well. Absolutely. No, no, I agree. I, uh, I'm i very pleased we have him. I did read yesterday... Add goals? That's the thing. Go on, T. I did read yesterday that um, uh, Torreira's all but out the door. I think it was on Ask Blog. Torreira asked yeah. news about uh, Torreira being all but out the door back to Fiorentina. still got held in high regard in Serie A, isn't he? Likely to go back to Serie A, we think. I tell you what I hate. News now. I've sort of been suckered back into it and that clickbait <laughs> nonsense when I'm just not getting enough of a fix. And now it's all back on and I'm looking at it, news now. Uh, you're, you just... you're talking to someone who clicks on every photo of an attractive woman selling an insurance policy for the right, OK. Well, I, I clicked on her. Arteta hasn't spoken to this player for months. And uh, it was Torreira. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah. But what about, talk to me what you think about the formation. He played three at the back again with David Luiz in the middle against uh, Liverpool Wembley. And then they played a behind closed doors friendly against Queen's Park Rangers and they wouldn't allow streaming or any kind of reports about it. Which All that made me think was they're doing something different. They must be doing something different from the Liverpool game. Maybe, right. yeah. I remember when Wenger came in his first season when he took over in October, we were playing three at the back under Rioch and he kept it that way for the whole season. And then, But he wanted to play a back four. Why he didn't go to a back four immediately, I don't know. We had a back four in the club. But then he launched the following season with a back four. I do feel like with the signing of Willian and if he's got Chaka and Ceballos as a pair in front of a back four, that Willian's likely to play as a number, a number 10 and will be a 4-3-3 rather than wing-backs. I've got, I've got a feeling that's what he might want to do, although I suppose he's got alternatives game by game, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's we seem to have just played big clubs <laughs> and it's whether it's we have a second option for the, the teams that sort of um, are hard to break down. Because when we've, we played Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, and all those games, we were... We yes, I think that's win. right. And we I do remember when Wenger went to a back three for a while, and I yeah. think, again, it was to do with personnel. If we went behind in the game, if we needed a goal, he jumped it almost immediately and went to a back four and changed in the middle of a game back to his original philosophy, which is to have more people in midfield and get the ball forward more. And it feels like when we play Fulham away, we're likely to dominate possession. We definitely want to go and win that match. If we're serious about doing anything in the Premier League, we've got to win at Fulham. So do you think he's going to put that extra attacking midfielder in and, and sacrifice one of the centre-backs? Well, it's interesting you say that um, about about William because when we think... We spent the back end of last season thinking of the three at the back as a defensive measure to try and work out how we can get David Luiz to be less David Luiz, right? So we'll try and get the best out of him. So it's interesting to think of it as an offensive option as well because we do need to start doing that because we certainly didn't score enough goals last season or create enough um so didn't get enough shots off we no. were right down the league in 
chances created and shots on target. We would, I saw a thing online about how we were down the league in pretty much every category you can think of. Tackles won, interceptions, passes completed. We were really... We were, without Aubameyang, we were bottom six candidates. There's no getting away from it. How We, we only ended up eighth because of him. Absolutely. But if you can get the team organised so we can get more shots off and attack better when we have the ball rather than just pinching the ball and doing it on a transition. And still to finish the season with um, with Arteta having more trophies in 21 days than they've had in 21 years. So, <laughs> this is too funny, isn't it? I, I, it? I tell you what, one of the Are frustrating do- things about um, nothing... <laughs> Or all or nothing, or or nothing as I'm calling it. So they started off with Pochettino, and they, you know, the the, the Champions League, and then you had this, uh, you you know, they had a terrible start to the season, and you really want to explore that. That's the bit you you're going. Why why did that happen? Why do, are all these players who you know? Suddenly, not playing for a you know the best manager they've had for fifty years, you know, and that was very interesting, and and it was the same that we had with Emery. We just stopped playing for him, you know. So that was something you'd really like to sort of get into, but they just wafted off just so they could get the star turn. Of it's amazing. I've, sta- I've started. I've s- started like falsely remembering. You know what the brain does? Falsely remembering lockdown is like a sort of. A time of cre- it wasn't so bad, it's you know, it's quite creative. I've forgotten for a bit just how bad we were last season before at one point. And it was you mentioned, you know, Aubameyang saving us. I genuinely, genuinely thought we could have gone down at some point last season. It's amazing what the turnaround's been. Yeah, well, mm. it, it, if it carries on, I suppose that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? If we go to be, go and beat Fulham. Can we be an offensive team as well as a counter-attacking defensive team? How are we going to get on when we've got the ball? That's a real issue. Can we create chances? That's what Arteta needs to solve now. He's shown he can get them all working hard, get behind the ball. We know that with Pepe and Martinelli and Aubameyang and all these guys, we've got fantastic Saka too. We've got fantastic creative talent on the break, which should only be added to by Willian. We got pace, you know. That that's the one bit that the the wing backs bring. You know, we use that ball over the top a hell of a lot in the last sort of like, you know, last couple of months. So, and it was very effective for us. The difficulty, if you've got a back four though, right? The difficulty, if you say to Kieran Tierney and uh, Hector Bellerin or Maitland-Niles or whoever's playing on the right, you're now in a back four, but we want you to overlap. We want you to join in. We want you to play in midfield and higher up the pitch. That does require someone from midfield sitting with the two centre-backs in that Fernandinho yeah. role. And you're still looking around our central midfield options. Thinking, we haven't got that player. Is it Thomas Partey? Is that what? Is that the player? The kind of, they call it the number four, right? The guy who's just going to sit there, be available, be reliable, cover holes, yeah. make interceptions. Well, I mean, Thomas Partey ticks all is... my boxes. In, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> There's the title of the podcast. There. <laughs> <laughs> stirring, stirring your African soul. There, absolutely. So is that what it is? Absolutely. Uh, b- big, make Arsenal African again in central midfield. <laughs> like, you, know, uh, <laughs> you say that though. I keep thinking about Eddie Boyle stealing all the boots and the dress. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we're talking about it's almost like a kind of parable of the good african era. Oh. well we, i mean as your jeffrey condogbeer thing I, i'm never came through so i think i think thomas party can, why uh, won't it happen why won't they just go and get condogbeer just for me <laughs> I keep hearing that Valencia are interested in all these players of ours. There's a part X sitting there waiting to happen. Or, you know, I mean, we've seen we've seen the uh, rejuvenation of Shaka. We saw the uh, reinvention. He can't be that player. We, we can't saw the reinvention. We saw the reinvention of Mustafi. So who's to say that the second coming of El Neni is not just round the corner? Well, this, maybe he will. Maybe someone needs to do the job this because is we the can't play of the age of El Neni. <laughs> <laughs> we can't play a back four without that player without that wise defensive midfielder that holding player who can sit the Gilberto Silva who can sit with the two centre-backs and look after yeah. them unless Gabriel and, and Billy Saliba are really tremendously awesome and don't need any help which I doubt but that yeah. seems unlikely yeah. wasn't there wasn't there a seven game somewhere where David Luiz decided that he was a, a defensive midfielder there was wasn't there yeah was that yeah, for us? Or? We're not playing. No, we're not playing fantasy football now. Trying okay. to get an extra defender I mean, in. <laughs> do do they need to be quick? Is you know, I guess with um, Gabriel, are we going to try and pronounce him, or we're just going for Magalhaes? Um and um, Billy. Maybe they're fast enough, and Jacka plodding along in the middle there will be enough. I doubt we'll be seeing as them as too. long as it's Jacka and Sabias there. We have to have three centre backs. Yeah. We're not secure. That's what will happen until he finds someone who can sit in front of the back four and and mop up and be Gilberto Silva. When does the transfer it. window close? October the sixth. And Atletico Madrid. Uh, it, it, it's never been a club that's more linked with more people than than that lot. I don't know how they operate. Uh, goodness knows, but they. It feels inevitable that Partey will go, and they're trying, and they're they're going to try and take it to the wire, aren't they, to get the most they can? And we no seem one to wants Guendouzi. No, no, no. Apart from Unai Emery. <laughs> oh, is he putting a bid for him? There's rumours that he's interested. There's rumours that Valencia are interested. Um, you know, this is why this is why I want the conduct be a part X. We'll get Cockerland back in a minute. That's <laughs> yeah. what happened. Oh, the cock. God love him. Eddie and Ketty got a hat trick last night. Did you see that? Yeah, and Reece Nelson scored. Yes. Uh, we're recording uh, we're the, the, the day after the England under 21s, uh, led by Arsenal players, destroyed. Uh, well, who was it? Kosovo? Yeah. Danny Chamlet? <laughs> Danny Chamlet, yeah. Let's talk about Ainsley Maitland Niles. Ainsley Maitland Niles has been picked for England. How did you feel Whee! when that happened? Absolutely superb news. What a player. Isn't it? Is I'm it very Ainsley, 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 Maitland-Niles? He won't vote Tory. He'll nutmeg Peter's story. Ainsley, 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 Flag up our, our, our love of the Conservative. He's been around a long time, the Conservative, hasn't he? He's 23 now. He's been around a few years. Where, do you know, know, when, was, when was his debut? It was, I think, the first sort of, the first sort of push from 
you know, sort of push pass on his debut while looking somewhere else and just thinking, you know, um, I've left my water bottle in the other cage before we before we switch pitch. He's got that kind of attitude about him, didn't he? And, and yeah. I, oh, he sells stubborn. What I loved about one of the many things I love about the Conservative is when he goes to take a throw in. And he he sells about nineteen dummies. <laughs> he sells a dummy to the ball boy when he picks it up. He faces one way, faces the other, looks one way. Little jerks of his hands. You don't know what he's going to do. I mean, he's really is he's a he's a he should be an illusionist. He should be like David Copperfield. <laughs> you don't know what the Conservative is going to do. And the, yeah. the trouble was. The rest of the team on the pitch waiting for him to take the throw-in also had no idea. And he was he was quite soon taken off throw-in duty. Yeah. He was bewildering. There's no, um, I can't prove it, but I'm pretty sure that one of the reasons why he fell out of favour for a while is because he kept on selling dummies at the handshake, you know, when they're sort of, when they're doing, <laughs> yeah. when the players are coming out. But it looks like now, I mean, the wall stuff has gone a little bit quiet, maybe because we want more money from him, maybe because he's got a cap, but maybe because... Oh, it sounds like we're keeping him, right? Yeah, maybe. After this performance against Liverpool, it's seem to be the clincher and this Bellerin to PSG thing that you're hearing this week I mean I'm just I'm, I'm just up for him staying I don't think it's just sentiment I think he's such a great player and if he ended up being the first choice sort of right wing back here we go um, looking on his Wikipedia page December the 9th 2014 so six years ago Maitland Niles made his debut at the age of 17 in a Champions League match against Galatasaray replacing Aaron Ramsey at half-time in a 4-1 win for Arsenal. He became the second youngest player to have represented Arsenal in the Champions League behind Jack Wilshire, And then he came on as a sub four days later, replacing the Ox against Newcastle. So he was, he was playing in the 2014-15 season. Then the following season, he went on loan to Ipswich for the whole season. That's right. And then he came back to Arsenal. He's played England under 17, 18, 19, 20 and 21. He's been there all the way through. And there's a picture of him playing for Arsenal in 2014. And he really looks about 12, honestly. <laughs> go to go to the Conservatives Wikipedia page. He looks so young at 17. Uh, place of birth, good maze. So it's nice to see. I didn't know that. Um, that makes him officially the child of Essex. So that makes it all the better. <laughs> but many congratulations to the Conservative. If anyone knows him or can get a message to him, we are made up for him in the England yes. squad. It's absolutely fantastic news. Uh, born in England, he's uh, got Jamaican background, but he's born in England and he's been, been playing for England. It's great having Arsenal players in the. We did go through a stage of it's not having any Arsenal players in the England setup, didn't we? We had Jack there for a long time, and Jack had some great games for England, and he was much loved by Hodgson. And he really looked like he could have a big England career. Uh, it's a terrible tragedy. All you wish, really, for any of these guys is that they don't go that way, like Jack did with these monster injuries that wipe out seasons of your career. It's it's just unbearable. You'd rather you'd rather they, you know, he went and played somewhere else than have that happen. You know, um, same with similarly with Diaby. So hopefully he'll stay fit and he'll play for Arsenal. For years to come, you know, and that, that's yeah. You can't see him have. in midfield for us, can you? Well, who knows? Mm. Who knows? I mean, I, I hope so. To me, he always looked like a kind of a natural right side of a four in midfield, a sort of Rocky Roadcastle. That's where he felt like the Ox would play on the right of a of a four. Um, 
Theo's no longer in the way of all these talented right-sided <laughs> players, the Serge Gnabry's and the Oxley chamberlains So there is space. <laughs> um, but nowadays it's in vogue, isn't it, to put left-footed players on the right. Um, for a long time we've had right-footed players on the left, but that's because left-footed players are a rare thing. Um, but now we've got Bukayo's uh, what, what do you think about Hector? I'm... I'd be really sad. And you to... talk about the rumour about PSG coming in. Yeah, for I'd be very sad to lose him. But has his form, the burst in the FA Cup final excluded, has his form been great since he's come back? I would, I would. What I would say about Hector is Cedric looks good. He does. Look, he's, yeah. he looked good at Southampton, and he looks like a right back. He looks like someone who can win headers and defend experienced player and I would think that Hector might be in danger of losing his place anyway um, mm. so you could see if we go to about four I could see Cedric getting the nod over him I mean the other um, way to look at it is that uh, D is that that burst at the uh, that burst in the FA Cup finals the return to form because he's you know because he, he's obviously yeah. struggled after a big old injury and he did yeah. seem to have lost a little bit of pace and, and a little bit of confidence I think that's a has... key point T was so so fast yeah. wasn't he yeah yeah so, when he first appeared in the team he was like lightning so there's yeah. going to be so I mean and it has been and obviously the season's been as weird as it has been but he's taken his time getting back to it so I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't be one to I'd be I'd be sad to lose him. I wouldn't I wouldn't write him off, and I do think he'll always. I think he was a pre-injury Hector is still be- a better option than Cedric. But Cedric make Cedric kind of reminds me out of, as you say, he's a defender. You know, like the sort of Bakary Sanya style, kind of bigger than usual right back who. Yeah, but he's a good crosser as well. His delivery yeah. is really good. He looks yeah. a, he looks a very very good player. I think the thing with Hector is that. There's been little rumours in the papers that he might be looking for a move, or you know, it, it feel like it's coming slightly from the player as much as it is mm. from PSG. I think perhaps he was unhappy with Unai there. I don't know what it is. Maybe he just feels yeah. he wants to change. I don't know. So he, it could happen, but it doesn't sound like they want to sell him. No, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I hope we don't. I've always loved him. I always love the way he represents. Well, I think the club. he'd go on to be a very, very good fullback for someone. Yeah, no, no. I, w- I would happily like. There's him a lot to, to be. There's a lot to be said about the caliber of club interested. I mean, the other one mentioned is Juventus, right? So that's not. It's not exactly. It's not a step down. And I think the problem with someone like Cedric and um, is the same kind of asterisk that you've got over William is that is that you know is the age and the length of the contract and of course all the talk about who the agent is as well, you know, and that doesn't kind of make make it he's feel that good. He's not that old. Is, how old is well, Cedric's Cedric? 29. He's got a four-year contract. I think he's, he's a good signing too. I think he's a good Yeah, I, I, I think that it's that age, isn't it, of, you know, he's solid. I think what they've got a lot of kids and they've signed a couple of very young centre-backs and I think the fact that they've found a couple of older players, Cedric and Willian, is not too much cause for concern because... You know, it's not like fortunes of money have been laid out, although I dare say Willian's earning a pretty penny. So it's similarly with David Luiz, it was an £8 million fee. I don't know about all the rumours about gazillions of pounds going to agents. You just don't know the damn truth about it, do you? There's no transparency about any of that stuff. And it makes a good headline, especially when you get sent off every five minutes. Yeah. Um, I, I, one of the few bits from that Kieran Tierney podcast 
I could make out was that um, he uh, Tierney said that he loved David Louise. He's the sort of the big presence in the dressing room and um, he's really funny and everyone loves him. Which is quite interesting. Him. And you see him frequently talking to younger players on the pitch, don't you? Yeah. You often see him with his arm around someone, talking to someone, and it does feel like he is... Although Aubameyang's a captain, he feels like he is a bit the manager's man on the pitch, a kind of yeah, taking a, almost a coaching role at times. Certainly, uh, Gabriel spoke glowingly about him. And told, he, he said that, that when he used to play FIFA, he would be David Luiz. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, in Brazil, he's highly thought of, isn't he? Now, we occasionally uh, are fortunate enough to attract sponsors, Um to this show that hasn't happened this week sadly so we're all broke for another week that's why we're on the instant coffee not the flash stuff that <laughs> tyres can afford from Vietnam <laughs> no less and it flown in this morning but, yeah. but now, someone's, someone's brought that's it to Spotify my attention now, after we talked about the so we got an email from someone saying the new away shirt looks like a used sanitary towel which is a little bit <laughs> Not the kind of clean family fun that we normally like to go in for on the Tuesday Club. But someone said, after you said that, some computer algorithm then placed in your podcast an advert for sanitary products. And that's one of the funniest <laughs> things I've heard for years. So just, we, we need to have a bit of a think, perhaps not now, but during the week, about what we could talk about that might attract advertisers. <laughs> and I'm certainly hoping that if we say coffee... Coffee, yeah. <laughs> coffee enough times that we'll get some coffee ads in. Yeah. But we're also now certain to get sanitary towel commercials. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably up again. <laughs> it's absolutely, definitely going on. Oh, um, can I why... ask you what you think about... Um, I've t- had huge pleasure this week from the revelation by Alexis Sanchez on Instagram. It's not a social media platform that I use, but... Um, it, of course, it's widely reported that he said that after his first training session at Manchester United, he wished he could go back to Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he, I don't know why it came up, but it came up this week. And the uproar from Manchester United fans on the internet has been absolutely priceless. How are they so embittered and furious about him? <laughs> when they signed him, it was all about, this is the missing piece of the jigsaw, he's yeah. the new Cantona, ha-ha Arsenal, we've done it again, we've taken your best player and now we're going to win the league. They danced all over us, they were loving, loving, loving it. And then they couldn't get anything out of the player. And now they're livid that he said he hated it up there. I just, I just loved it. People keep posting clips of some of the unbelievably brilliant goals he scored for Arsenal during three incredible seasons, often in tandem with Mesut Ozil. Well, yeah. I think you retweeted one yesterday, Al, um, where he um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles is it against. West Ham. It- he sits down the goalkeeper with a step oh, over. Yeah. He's running at full pace to the goalkeeper. He does a step over and sits him on his arms. And then, having done that, he dinks it over him. The degree of skill... Talk about a degree of difficulty, you know, in the diving. I suppose when you've scored two and you've set up one and you're winning the game, suddenly you feel able to deploy all of your tricks in one high-speed moment of utter genius. But only Messi could do this. There's no other player I can think of who could have pulled that off. It was an amazing Hazel goal. Maitland, but, um, Maitland, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed I enjoyed the, your interaction with the United fans for it almost as much as, <laughs> almost as, much as the comments uh, themselves. But I just, I just... I did feel like it was just a shame, right? And, and it does, you know... 
not least because we got Mkhitaryan <laughs> off the back of it. So we didn't exactly do super well out of it. But like that sweet spot when him and Ozil were doing what they were doing at, at, at the club was lovely. And um, yeah, it's great that we had Agent Sanchez to, you know, to, to shut Man United, <laughs> United up for a bit. But um, when you think about what we could have got for him and where... Um, you know, six months before was it that we could have got money? Um, we could have got Let's that. Talk about Man City, Man City wanting money. him and offering sixty mil, and Arsenal keeping him because they wanted to make a title charge. But actually, you've ended up keeping an unhappy player. The truth is, if you look at Sanchez throughout his career, it's been three or four years at places that he's moved on. As the there's something about his character and his personality that. He's, he's a restless individual. Mm. He's disat- he becomes dissatisfied with his surroundings. He appears to have got under the skin of one or two of the players in the dressing room. And then he moves on. And uh, that's what happened at Arsenal. Um, but at least while he was at Arsenal, I mean, we won the cup in 2017. That was just him. Yeah. He did that. He, did, he won the semi-final. And then he won the final. And again, it was City and Chelsea, just as it was. He was the Aubameyang of 2017, lest we forget. It was what year did... Was it 2015 when we went with the Villa? 2015, when he hit that, he detonated a shot over Shea Given against Aston Villa. That's right. I still don't know how he hit that. He hit that with such force and sort of cutting across it and down on it. So it lifted up, dipped, swerved and came down under the bar about 90 miles an hour. From thirty-five yards, and where yeah, we yeah, were, was... where we were for that, we one. were right behind it. You were right. We were right. Be- oh yeah, we were I right, was behind right behind it. I remember yeah, thinking right. he's, he's going to have a go here because he was so good and he was flying at that time. Thought he's the, the ball came to him. There was no one near him. They didn't close him down. And I was looking at Villa, thinking, "You are. You've got to get to this guy. He will tear you a new one." <laughs> And and he just did it from there. When you're that high up at Wembley as well, there's like a bit of a sort of there's a bit of an illusion, isn't there? It takes like it. I always felt like it took a little while longer for my eyes to adjust to the pace of the ball, right? When you're that high up, so when he's hitting it from 35 yards with a dipping shot, it was like being on mushrooms. It was great. It was awesome. <laughs> were, were we with the players' wives in that one, or was that the? No, whole that was whole city, dude. That right, was, uh, okay. Yeah, Excuse it's in, it's on your lap. It's on your desktop under photos of uh, Mrs. Sanya. <laughs> Mrs. Sanya's arm. <laughs> that is not true. Undeniably, a, a spectacularly beautiful woman, but really quite wrong of you to continually photograph her. I did not. I did not. <laughs> I've got a friend who goes to school, whose kids go to school with his kids, Tiger. So he's at Montreal Impact now. So I, uh, yeah. So, so I, you're I regularly getting know. pictures from the school gates? No. <laughs> Good. Um, just checking. Dude. I was just checking. going. What is going on? <laughs> I don't know. I did watch a bit of Montreal Impact with Thierry Henry as their manager. Oh, yes. And He's they got a, got a manager's gig. Who thought yes. that would happen after the fiasco at Monaco? Maybe that didn't get reported in Montreal. How's, yeah. how's he doing over there? Um, he, he, they won. They beat Toronto. I think it was Toronto. I'm sure I'll get corrected. Um, they actually won this game, but he's, it's not been a great start. Absolutely, who cares? He looks magnificent on the side. <laughs> he looks tremendous. He's, he's getting better with age. He's getting better yeah. with age. And like I think when he when he went down to do, um, um, he, he took he t- took the knee for a salute. I just, I mean, the game could have ended there. <laughs> 
kind of did for you. Did you pause it? It was definitely game over, D. <laughs> Bit of a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a funny one. I always find the thing when people talked about Hoddle and his management skills. And the problem was, is that he would just go, why can't you do this? You know, it was always about his technique. And Hoddle's technique was like, why can't you trap that ball and put it on a sixpence 60 yards away yeah, with right. some backspin? If, and, you were a, if, you were, yeah. if it was a bar of chocolate, he'd eat himself, wasn't that what yeah. Tony Pascarino said? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. But Tony Adams said that um, when uh, Hoddle took over England, he didn't really fancy Adams. He didn't think he could play. And he said he put him on the left wing and asked him to put some crosses in with his left foot. And uh, Adams knew that he was trying to show him up. Right. But Adams, of course, is perfectly able to put some crosses in with his left foot and became Hoddle's captain yeah. and was an absolutely magnificent centre-half. Right. Oh, for England. But yeah, that story. Not good, there is it? Go. Now, that's this week, I went... Uh, Took my kids over to the Arsenal, to the Armoury at the Emirates because they're allowing you to have your photo taken with the FA Cup. Turns out to be a profoundly disappointing experience. (laughs) You (laughs) don't say. The FA Cup's there, then there's a green screen around it and then when you go through to the end of the, the tour to get your picture, they've mocked up various... And I'll hold them up for you. We'll try and describe them to the listener. This is one of them, the Arsenal newspaper. <laughs> the headline, Davis signs for Arsenal. And there's me looking a bit overweight and knackered. My daughter behind the FA Cup. And then my two sons with their faces <laughs> both cropped in half. So, in other words, shit. Worthless, <laughs> pointless exercise. So then there's another one, which is a copy of the Arsenal magazine, on which it says, Davis signs for Arsenal. What are you talking about? Davis hasn't signed for Arsenal. What's this got to do with it? We've come down here to get a picture taken, or possibly a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for my kids to have their picture taken with the FA Cup. So that was a piece of crap. Then there's another one. Then they do manage to do a photo with with the stadium as a background and me and the kids in the FA Cup. But they put a strap line across it. News. Arsenal's record £120 million signing Davis arrives at the Emirates Stadium, which I can't remove. So I said to them, is there any way? Is there any... Oh, also, they gave me a, a, a photo of Mikel Arteta. Oh, a handsome man he is. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. And, a, and, a, and, a, and a kind of printed on it, it says, To Davis, thanks for visiting me. <laughs> Thanks for visiting me at the Emirates Stadium, Mikel. But of course, and what's revealed by this is he's got a tattoo on his finger. He makes him even cooler. Right, I didn't know Mikel Arteta went to an English grammar school in the 60s. <laughs> Davis. Another, exactly, and then one more, finally, uh, the name Davis on a shirt in the dressing room. Right. Davis on the ground. And there's another he- picture... Of me and the kids, again, with both of my sons partially cropped out of it and in the dark. And they had the camera up on a plinth about six feet in the air. So the children were just out, just in the bottom of the picture. It, it is crap. <laughs> and, and there's no alternative. You're only given these mock-up things. I said, can I just have a picture? 
Of the kids, Compute, he computer said, no, you've got to no. buy this. I said, how much is the, uh, are these? He says, they're £20. What? I said, I don't... I've just paid for the tour, right, of the stadium, 25 quid to get around to have your picture taken. I said, I don't want these. I, I just want a picture <laughs> of me and the kids in the FA Cup to put in a frame and have it on the mantelpiece. I don't want all this crap. Can you just print off a picture? No. So was this, the, was this the club's tour of the FA Cup? Yeah. Right, because you can I think you might be able to get a what an FA Cup one kind of thing, but um Well I managed to I felt you feel surreptitious because they all you know, you take your mask off, you go in, there are people outside in masks queuing, waiting to come in. And I managed to t- 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 one snap of my phone of the kids in the cup, which is but then they do these certificates, uh ten pounds a picture of Aubameyang with a certificate saying, oh, I've been round the stadium. And we only went for a picture with a cup. Come <laughs> on, Arsenal. Just a 10 by 8. I'd have given you 20 quid for that. I ended up doing 50 quid on pictures and they're all shit. Are the kids happy? They don't care. They didn't care about the FA Cup. Uh, they I've, looked at it. And I, that all they were really interested in was what they could buy in a shop. I found this recently, actually. Oh, Whoa. Um, Whoa. This oh, is the picture of a kind of... Let's call it an overweight Jean-Michael Basquiat um, in an <laughs> Arsenal shirt. <laughs> or well, Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman with dreads. This is me on the pitch. At, um, I'll put this on Twitter if you want. With the Premier League trophy? With the trophy. Premier League trophy. I think it must be... I don't know when it was. But well, we if had, you look we on the Tuesday it. Club logo, the Tuesday which Alistair designed for us all those years ago, the Tuesday Club logo, which has got UT kind of in, superimposed on it, but the, the picture of me and Keith... And Ian, we got the Premier League trophy and the FA Cup because we all went That's up right. there together. I think it was 2002, but no, maybe it was 98. Maybe it was 98. Uh, and we've got, we just got a picture taken holding the two trophies, grinning like idiots. And that's, that, that's better. That's all you want. We've got one. <laughs> sorry, we've got one out of, I think it's me, you, Stoney, and Keith. When you hosted the, the talk, the 89 talk. Um, the the premiere of the eighty nine sh- uh, film that day I think they had, they, had, they had the division one trophy that you could take your picture with as well so we've we've got one of those um, dig those out I've as well. got one oh, you can't really see it can you that's because you're not holding it to the camera D that's you and me there? very that's Damien Harris in the FA Cup you and you and me very drunk in Cardiff with the FA Cup that's am the... I in that move it move it to your left a bit. Uh, you're there with, with left the, a bit with left the cup. a bit dear. left yeah. a bit there yeah. I am oh I've got the lid of the cup on my head <laughs> listener oh look at that yes now do you got it I'm afraid you're now going to have to put that on the Twitter feed okay is that oh, the Michelle Collins is... Sarah Cox year <laughs> I was carrying the Michelle Collins years I was, no, I was carrying years. an extra bit of weight at that point <laughs> that I'm is the Michelle also, Collins years you were also car- carrying a little bit of hair yeah, is that, and, uh, is that the Charlotte? The mic. Is that the Charlotte, Charlotte Church? Church? Yeah, Charlotte Church. Yeah, Charlotte Michelle Church. Collins and Sarah Cox, who were both <laughs> in, in, <laughs> spectacular. That <laughs> who, photo. Who, who got, needs Bakary Sanya's wife when you can go back to two thousand and two? That was two thousand and three Southampton, wasn't it, to Cardiff? Yeah. So, the, listen. I mean, I don't know whether you've been through this story many times before, but that was when was that the Ginsters? <laughs> Keith organised the early morning pickup from London. No, I organised a van. Okay. I organised a van to take everyone down to Cardiff, and then you and I got invited to this party the night before. Which I was doing. Yeah, was I was it doing Radio something. One. 
I was doing something for Five Live, the Rock and Roll FA Cup. So I got asked to go to that. They'd been doing this thing through the um, season. So yeah, I, yeah. I, got inv- I got invited for some reason. Anyway, so we go down the night before, right? And we go yeah. to this party with Charlotte Church there and all this stuff. And we have a good, lovely time. Meanwhile, this van goes to pick up Keith. And it's then got to go... Can't go and get tired from wherever it was, Wandsworth. Yeah, it? Got lost around, and then drive to Cardiff. <laughs> but this bloke, he didn't, he couldn't, he got lost. The guy driving yeah. the van, he got lost going between Walthamstow and Wandsworth. And uh, uh, Keith, us, uh, and he got lost. He was terrible. Who's this driver you hired? He was a disaster. He didn't know the way. I said to him, I said, but you know the way, Keith. You know the way from Walthamstow to Wandsworth, right? You've done. Yeah, of course I do. Of course I know the way. So well, why didn't you tell the driver? When he was obviously lost, he went down Oxford Street twice. Well, well, the first time he went down Oxford Street, you could have directed him off there, couldn't you? Why you? T- and he really had a go at me about it, and he continued having a go at me about it for years afterwards. <laughs> it was the first. It was the first and last time that um, Keith turned up on the Patmore Estate, and the streets are still talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> We uh, made the kickoff though, right? You made the kickoff. We, yeah, we were all really. We were in the star bar, having <laughs> having Bellinis and salmon. What and I remember about thing. that final though was because the BBC did this thing where they called it the Star Bar, and they, then they wanted to have so-called celebrity fans, and they said to me, "Will you come in and wear your colours?" And I thought, well, "I haven't really got any colours," but I had an Arsenal baseball cap which I used to like to wear for trying to do a little bit incognito in the, amongst drunken football fans. But uh, so I was wearing this cap and then Alan Hansen and uh, Mark Lawrenson were there. God, alive, they're two most <laughs> miserable bastards you've ever <laughs> met in your life. Yeah. And Hansen kept gesturing at me to take my hat off because he considered it impolite to wear a hat indoors. And I'm saying, and he's mouthing at me Take your hat off, and I'm mouthing at him. They want me to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> take, your, take your hat off. They want me to wear it. They want me to wear the take your hat off. You're indoors. Take your hat off. I don't know what is wrong with this bloke. And they looked so hacked off. I think Mark Hughes was there. I mean, he oh, always looks miserable. Yeah. Right? I mean, honestly, the effort it takes Mark Hughes to crack a smile—that's what he needs all those thigh muscles for to lift his face. <laughs> I've and I remember, the other thing I remember about that was Peter Schmeichel was also there. And yeah. at the time, uh, there was a lot of talk about Arsenal replacing David Seaman, who was who was captain for the day against Southampton in 2003. And there was talk about possibly signing Rustu Rekba, oh the goodness. Turkish goalkeeper, who was a magnificent specimen of a man who's worth a Google. Um, and, and him being the replacement, of course, it, it, eventually it became... Uh, Jens Lehmann, who was considerably cheaper than Rusty Repper, and every bit as good. But Schmeichel was, was saying it was absolutely disgraceful that Arsenal were, were being linked with other goalkeepers. Absolutely disgraceful and disrespectful to Seaman. And what did I think? And I thought, oh, Jesus. And he's towering over me. Sort of the biggest, he's like an actual Viking. And I was going, well, Seaman's, you know, he's 107 now. And, you know, all good things come to an end. And Reckless looks pretty good. Um, from clips I've seen, I don't know. Yeah, but is he better than Seaman? I don't know. I don't know, Peter. If it were me, I'd ask you. <laughs> I would consider you unparalleled in expertise in goalkeeping. Really? Why are you asking me? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to ask you in a minute whether Richard Pryor's any good at stand up comedy. I'll tell you that. 
asking me. Is Rapper better than Seaman? Oh, I don't know. I doubt it. I don't think there's anyone better than Seaman. You were up there. Oh, you, I'll give you that. You were a match for Seaman, but no one else was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway, he did eventually go, didn't he, Seaman? He went up to yeah. join Kevin Keegan at Man City and got injured and retired. Um, oh, my God, and it then was, was replaced. afternoon. Did Schmeichel... Schmeichel went to Man City as well, didn't he? He did. Which was a very odd... Decision, Gary Neville's never it? forgiven him. Oh, <laughs> there's a quite a good video of them in the tunnel. That's right, yeah. And uh, yeah, and um, like Schmeichel's trying to be all chummy and oh look, I'm wearing blue, and uh, Neville's just not having it at all. Not having it at all. Uh, can I just re- remember the um, Alan Hansen brought his own cans of lager? Yes, he did. In a in a plastic carrier bag. In a Carantini plastic bag. You know, like he'd been to the office. We better take we better take some cans in Mark. Yeah. There'll be nothing in the Starbucks. It'll all be Bellinis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm chatting to Sonia from EastEnders. <laughs> oh, what a great... She was nice. That was such a great afternoon, and you uh, we couldn't really fully... <laughs> Tell you lot because you had such a miserable. No, you've been in a van with Keith having a claustrophobic attack. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read you now on this day, uh, this uh, September the fifth. We're recording this. Um, it turns out that Arsenal haven't really played many matches on this day. On September the sixth, nineteen thirteen, they played their first ever match at Highbury, having moved up from Woolwich Arsenal. As, as a sidebar to that, Tottenham fans really think that we care about originating in Woolwich and being originally from mm. South London. They keep saying this, well, you're Woolwich, Woolwich, Woolwich. And they've, we really listen, Tottenham fans, we are not bothered about that. We're perfectly <laughs> proud of our heritage at Woolwich Arsenal and, and the years spent down there. And it just so happens that we ended up supporting Arsenal. None of us, none of us grew up in uh, N5. Or anywhere near the ground. I grew up equally close to Tottenham and West Ham as I did to Arsenal. And if they'd been in Woolwich, I'd have gone down there to watch them. So, <laughs> Shut up. so save be- your breath. Do better. <laughs> but uh, on this day in 1970, uh, which went on to become, of course, the double winning season, Arsenal beat Tottenham Hotspur 2 0. And, and there's a match report here. By Bob Ferrier, and he had a terrible afternoon. <laughs> Arsenal and Tottenham are teams we might reasonably expect to set some standards in football, but here they ran a gamut from Y to Z. <laughs> and incidentally, paraded a handy selection of the ills that plague our contemporary game. Prominent among these are the long ball and the hard, high, fast, teeth-gritted cross from the distant wing, which makes for the quick and the dead among the mob in front of goal. This match had all of this in abundance. It sounds like it was a terrible, terrible game of football. And at the end of the match report, the game steadily disintegrated. 20 minutes into the second half, Arsenal fullback Rice went upfield and hit a good left foot shot perilously close to a post. I can hardly picture Pat Rice having a shot with his left foot. (laughs) For every forward on the field, his action must have had a sardonic flavour and the players, better than the rest of us, well know that nothing would crystallise for them. The second half was stiff with plain narking 
of which they will now be unproud. Who did you say the author was? <laughs> Bob Ferrier. Sounds like the like eleven-year-old nom de plume of Henry Winter, doesn't it? Or is, this the, is this the Daily Star or the uh, Literary Review? I don't know what paper from. it is, but isn't it fascinating? The uh, yeah. in fifty years, there's a fiftieth anniversary of that particular match today. How that language in general has changed, and certainly yeah. how football reporting has changed. It's really fascinating. The Arsenal team, incidentally, listener, yeah. um, uh, Wilson, Rice, McNabb, Kelly, McClintock, Roberts, Armstrong, Story, Radford, Kennedy, Graham, and they went on to win the return fixture at White Hart Lane 1-0, and in doing so, clinched the double. Tottenham Hotspur's team was Hancock in goal, not Tony, but I wish it was. Uh, Kinnear can't read that name Mullery England Phil Beal Alan Gilzean Perryman Chivers Peters and Morgan these are all players that I know because when I was growing up in the 70s um, I was frequently taken to White Hart Lane and and, and spent quite a lot of time there uh, developing a deep seated that is a hell of a match report though no one writes like that now yeah. although apart from I mean, you can I've see I've only the phrase, read you a couple of paragraphs and really you can see the phrase a tear rolled down the cheek of the beautiful game in there <laughs> in there Ooh, somewhere nice along tea. somewhere nice. along the line that's the that's the old this, Henry Winner about this for a line the midfield was a barren wasteland because <laughs> the ball's just been booted up in the air with Kelly the only central player partially absolved I did mean to mention uh, earlier on when you mentioned um, our Captain Fantastic. Can I recommend a podcast if you've got time? Um, once you've listened to it, it's called More Than My Past, which was um, with Tony Adams recently. There's a um, just a, More Than My Past with Tony Adams as a, as a guest. As a guest, yeah. Tony Adams, MBE. So it's just it's just him talking brilliantly again. So let me recommend that to Arsenal fans. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that recommendation. Are you excited about we're playing Fulham on the TV uh, so we can watch that one? Then we're playing, I think we play West Ham the following week and at the Emirates and no one's allowed to go. Um, but then they're talking about in October, we'll see whether this pans out. I suppose it depends on the uh, pandemic. Uh, but of letting fans back into the stadium. Have you registered, D? You, you've still got your two-season tickets, Yeah, right? yeah. Um, yeah, so I've put in. So we should probably talk about that actually. Because how what how the does bubbles it were allowed? And no one knows how it works. <laughs> I, I've got six season tickets, and I've got one is uh, two, two, as you know, are held by Rich and Shilpa. So I've got them as a pair. Um, then four are held by different people, depending on what season it is. And I've got them as a four. I don't know, therefore. If those tickets go in the ballot as a four and you only get all four or none, or if you might get one of that four or two of that four or three of that four, or you know, I've no idea. And it seems as though it's not going to be a system where if you've been successful in the ballot, you're then not in the ballot for the next game. It seems like everyone is registered for the ballot, goes into the hat for every game. And so it's just by chance, therefore, whether you get to see five games in the season or eight or 10 or 12 or whatever, you know. I'm glad this... I actually don't know how it will work. I'm glad this is recorded so we can play it through. Where I've got no idea how this works. Can we sit next to each other still? Do we have to form I a... think if you're in a little group, you can sit next to each other, but only if you're not in contravention of the government's 
clear as mud rules about households mixing and in what groups and all the rest of it. Because we all, apart from Richard and Shilpa, none of us live in the same house, right? We're all, yeah. and many of us are over 50 and extremely vulnerable to coronavirus. So I'm in a bubble, I, I I'm I'm in a bubble with Damien as a former music industry uh, <laughs> starlet. So that's that bubble. Um, I guess the only bubble I'm in is a bubble of hope that, that my friends who I go to Arsenal with won't give me the wretched coronavirus. So do we like? Do we sit like? Do we sort of sit in a W shape, avoiding the um, you know, avoiding the slightly lower seat that um, that we have in our gang or whatever? So do the we? The broken seat won't be sat on. I think of, of all the seats in the stadium, the broken seat is now going to have a year off. Yeah, and it, a fallow year. And, <laughs> and can we make sure that the seats right next to the tunnel to shout at sent off players is available as well? So these. No, are... I don't think you're allowed to shout. Oh, well, yeah, you're not allowed to. <laughs> allowed to and you've got to face forwards. And if you're shuffling along the row, you've got to do it with your back to the person standing yeah. up, not face-to-face. Face. I don't think whispering not you, Bentley, would ever have had the same impact. Yeah. <laughs> well, it are will, you, it will work if all 10,000 people in the all 10,000 people in the Not you, Bentley. Not you, Bentley. <laughs> he will hear that. But it will, it will require a degree of collaboration. It'll be a ghostly sound. You've got Alan Hansen oh. in the press box going, take your hat off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are we allowed to bring minstrels? Most importantly, well, you're not allowed to well, share, you can't share a minstrel you've all got to bring anymore. Your own minstrels. Oh, actually, if we say minstrels quite a lot, maybe they'll sponsor us. Minstrels, minstrels, minstrels. minstrels. Yeah. We love minstrels. You, you've got to when you've bought your food and drink, you've got to leave. I mean, honestly, the whole thing, the toilets, really. Where are you supposed to urinate? There's never less than eight thousand people in the box. <laughs> <are there? laughs> people down their pint, leg it to the stadium, are desperate for a slash. And they're always in the, it doesn't matter whether there's sixty thousand in or not. Well, the anyway, last home I've, game before all my tickets are in, so I'm hoping for a ticket for Sheffield United. I don't know, if, you know. Yeah, the last home game before uh, all of this happened, which was West Ham one. It was actually a joy to see. Uh, men spending longer than usual actually washing their hands in the Arsenal. Yeah, there was a few jokes about that one Very there. assiduous, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always been it's made me laugh that when they erect, when they built the new stadium, they only put two hand dryers in the toilets because they knew. <laughs> No, men, men don't wash their hands, and if they have, they don't go to a dryer. I, mean, I love a hand dryer, and I'm, all, you know, but I'm frequently there alone. Uh, I got, <laughs> I got some new friends now. Um, Al, I don't know if you got this. I only got this this morning, just before we went on. Um, he said this is from Paul Lufc. Guessing that's uh, Leeds United back for the season. We'll be playing them at some point. Uh, can't find Tuesday Club email, but this is to the tune of the Adams family. If you could pass this along to Alan. <clears throat> he loves to drink Australia and eating paella. He's better than Lamella. It's Danny Ceballos. <laughs> Terrible. All right, cool. Just passing it over. I'm just, I'm just a messenger. Cheers, Paul. I've had a few actually. I've had a few uh, this week. Uh, David Napier sent me this one. William, William Saliba, William Saliba, and Gabriel. William, William Saliba, William Saliba, and Gabriel. Which we quite enjoyed. Hey. Uh, hey. Um, 
I've got a tambourine somewhere around here. Joe Halgarten, stuck with a zill. We're stuck with a zill. He's not quite worth 400 grand. <laughs> He's not Arteta's man, not even 18th man. We're stuck with Meza Ozil. <laughs> he can't make the bench. We don't like the stench. It goes on like this. Very He's no good. longer God. He can't make the squad. It goes on like this. <laughs> <laughs> We're stuck with Meza Ozil. Uh, that's, that's from Joe in Hackney who says uh, he still sings uh, Licks Dimitri So Belong in the shower. Um, Meza Ozil. We, uh, should we discuss Meza Ozil or what, what is there new is to there say? Anything, is he going to yeah, pull his finger out and start playing? Clean slate? There were some pictures of him training. He uh, he took the camera off Stuart McFarlane. Uh, some, yeah, some sort of fun mesert pictures so i don't know what that means given that he's going nowhere i wouldn't be mad if we saw him on the pitch that is it. if we, if we are going to play a back four if we do trust someone in midfield to help the center backs when the full backs have gone is there going to be a role at number 10 and it and it's therefore the door slightly opening for mesert Ozil, or is that really just earmarked for william i don't know i mean I, watching some of those sanchez goals I saw a sort of little clip of Sanchez and Ozil together, and you oh, do. They were awesome. Oh, well, that, that time, if we were to win a game of football, it was on them. Yeah, uh, and they were fantastic together. It slightly went a bit wrong when we went four three three, and they were either side of Giroud and on opposite sides of the pitch. But when they were close together, yeah. But Perez and Jungberg combined so much. Just by sheer intelligence and timing of runs, they were continually setting up one another for chances because they were so brilliant. Uh, Mike Holmes has sent me, and I'm free, free loading. <laughs> <laughs> I don't click on any of your efforts. I'm a bad boy. I'm free loading scum. And I'm free, free loading. Good effort. Uh, very very good. nice. Uh, it's nice. Uh, there's been a bit, someone took uh, umbrage on Twitter to be referred to as free loading scum. Uh, so, you know, we don't wish to upset any of our newer listeners. But when you listen to this podcast, you automatically become <laughs> freeloading scum. And if you don't like it, you know what to do. He's called a Yang and he plays for a gang. He's the best player you'll ever see. What a terrible crime if we don't get him to sign when we have to let him go on a free. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. That's from Keith Richardson bringing out the Bay City Rollers again. Yeah. Always good. That one, that one passed me by. All or nothing, Tottenham Hotspur. Andrew Doughty, who won a, a copy of Ian Stone's book, and despite that, is still emailing us. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> said, uh, all or nothing, Tottenham Hotspur, the mutant hog shit on a porn troll. Holy <laughs> <laughs> uh, smoke. Um, I do notice, mind. actually, uh, that the division is always... Keith and Ian, or me and Tayo at the moment. Is is this you sort of like so they obviously a bit more uh, last of the summer wine with <laughs> with Keith and Ian right. and and and, and yeah. yeah me and Tayo are sort of a bit more fresh you know yeah youngster is that what you're trying to do? I was going to say Amos yeah. and Andy D, but you know. <laughs> I just feeling a little bit delusional. Okay. Um, uh, no, it's just how it's just how the it's cookies crumble. It is, isn't it? I was wondering. It, it, 
I think I think you probably, uh, given that we've got two DJs and two comedians, largely, that I should probably mix it up a bit more. But it, when I send a message out going, who's free, it really does depend on who yeah, says yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> who's first? And, you know, you never got, you, you never got Gerard and, you know, Gerard and Lampard playing together in midfield is always a struggle. So, um, you know, yeah. it's just... It's, well, that's, uh, that, that's how this feels to just about... <laughs> <laughs> Why I mentioned it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Paul Skulls on the wing at the moment. <laughs> I've had an email from uh, Daniel Sheldon Fry. Apologies, Daniel, if I pronounce pronounce that wrong. Um, a couple of stories he'd like to share about his late father's love of the Arsenal. Uh, his father was diagnosed with ALS, um, which I had to Google, but it's a sort of form of motor neuron disease um but it's uh following on from last week's tale of people getting letters from the club uh he received an envelope in the post with an arsenal crest on the corner and inside was a letter from the professor himself uh, referring of course to the great arson wenger accompanied by a photo of the team signed by the players we are not sure to this day who contacted the club and got this letter sent but i can tell you it was a great moment in a not so great time oh. and then his dad wrote a blog um jacksheldonfry.blogspot.com um, which he told the story of his life he says it's worth a read by the way he was a good storyteller uh, in a chapter he named the bucket list he wrote that one of the things on his list is seeing arsenal win a trophy the logic was simple this was 2013 and we hadn't won anything for years and didn't look like we would be that way I'm going to live forever, he wrote, if he has it on his bucket list. <laughs> anyway, the last game that Dad ever saw was the 2014 FA Cup final. It was the last game I ever watched with him and one of the last times I saw him truly happy. Oh. And he passed away just two months after that game. He says, I'm sorry for the sad story, um, but don't be sorry, Daniel. It's a beautiful story and... Uh, and how amazing that that he held on for that cup win. I would that day against Hull City was so draining. If you remember, it went on for about five hours. Yeah, uh, it, it, it probably a few people carked it soon afterwards. But <laughs> um, I'm glad he got to see that. And thank you for your email. And also, uh, he lives out in Israel. Best regards from the Holy Land. He says, but he also mentions. I must just say, I love the podcast. And I have to tell you that They Boo the Sick is, I have it downloaded and I listen to that specific part every now and then, which is to this day one of my favourite comic moments of all time, which, which I'm very uh, pleased to be reminded of because I too laughed my head off at that. That was, of course, referring to Stoke City supporters booing Aaron Ramsey when he returned to their field of play having had surgery on his snapped leg and they booed him and then we had jokes going on for weeks about them standing outside A&E at various hospitals booing people getting out of ambulances there was one there was something you put up uh, the other day Al can I just say thank you again on that on that to a lot of our listeners who sometimes have a chat amongst themselves underneath your not you Bentley comments reminding themselves and me of some of the titles, some of the things that we've talked about through the through through however long we've been doing this, it's brilliant. Like I I don't remember half of them, but I do remember they booed the sick, and obviously uh, Brian, why did you lie? Being uh, another <laughs> absolutely massive highlight. You've mentioned Alex Dimitri's song "Belong," um, but yeah, keep on with the um, remembrances, please, because uh, it sends me off on a 
bit of an afternoon finding out <laughs> just what we talked about in 2013. Yeah, it does. And it's good. It's nice, uh, of course, to provide entertainment for freeloading this guy. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, uh, Fulham away next week. I'm predicting a 3-0 victory for the Arsenal. This is how confident you can feel pre-season when there's, everyone starts on naught points. Who's that is confident. Naught points with us top of the league every year. This time we Every year, we, just above uh, Aston Villa. And we'll stay there. because For I think a while, we were behind AFC Bournemouth, which I never used to like. Um, yeah. We're 12-30 no, no, no. as well, so we'll be top of the league, hopefully, for... Well, an hour. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe let's, should we win it first <laughs> before we get a bit Olay? Yeah, before we, we start Olaying. Before we start Olaying before the season <laughs> Let's Let's win the game. Scotty Parker, you know, he could have a trick up his sleeve. Um, they could be a bounce from coming up. So, you know. We should, you know, like, like with, um, you know, like, is it Strava or things like that? We Yang, and he started the season with a hat trick. There you go. You can record. Take sorry, that. <laughs> you can record. You can record like sort of cheers and stuff, and send them to people like when they're running and stuff on you know Strava on those running apps and stuff. I reckon we should record a load of olays and send them to Damien for like when he's watching the Fulham game. <laughs> Please <laughs> <don't>. favourite bit. <laughs> Please. Well, we will be uh, <laughs> we will be recording after the Fulham game next week. So, in some ways, you have to hope for a thoroughly disappointing <laughs> a one nil defeat with two red cards because uh, it'd be more fun to talk about. Yeah. See you then. But I expect uh, I expect us to win because we've already established, have we not, that our manager is the greatest of all time and our centre forwards the greatest of all time and our new centre halves are the greatest of all time. This is how we're feeling. And it's definitely back on. So, yeah, it's yeah. definitely Bias back some on. Some combination of Liam Brady and Cesc Fabregas. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, onwards. All right, Jed. See you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.